Hey, this is Josh Dassel with Subgenre. We are back with another version of the pickup shot. And we're talking a little bit more about Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. Now, I talked about the episode with my good friend Mary Thurman of Noggin, and we had a really extensive conversation about plots and people and characters and things. But in the course of recording that episode and in the course of recording the episode that we just put in the can, I have been talking to N.C. Jones. N.C. Jones has a few things to say about Lupin as well, and I just wanted to give her a chance to do that. N.C., tell them what you have to say. I think the reason Lupin just resonates with me so much is just he is this carefree, charismatic, silly, silly character, and he has this freedom. He has no home. He's drifting from town to town or from heist to heist. is so romantic and traveling the globe and kind of stylishly stealing things and the ensemble of characters that are around him, his like loyal gunslinger best friend and who is Jigen is probably my favorite character. And then Zenigata, the crazy, crazy uh, Interpol detective, is just like over the top. And he's somehow even sillier than Lupin. And they get all in with the beautiful femme fatale Fujiko. And it's all those classic heist elements, but like so irreverent and balanced with like cartoon sensibility. So like I get that Looney Tunes jazz out of it. Like I get like that dopamine kick from just ridiculous absurdity and then like really cool action and cool gadgets and the character being really smart and kind of putting together and he's always helping people that he's never ripping off people that like are good people like it's always some terrible ex-nazi or some sort of crazy thing that he uncovers and and even sometimes like crazy alien stuff happens like does aliens from space come in and it's just bananas i love it well let, let me ask because i think i said in the big episode that I was not familiar really with the Lupin character before going into this. And so I'm kind of learning as I go. And I'm not an anime fan necessarily. And so I'm learning that as I go. In the Lupin the Third universe, how does Cagliostro fit or not fit in terms of what the norms are in this universe? It depends on how you like your Lupin, really, because there's a huge fan base and some folks that are so, like, purist, like, oh, I need that grungy thief that was coming out of the manga comics that was, like, a lech, and he's just, like, so horny, and it it gets into all those crazy Japanese stereotypes of, like, let's objectify the women and, and stuff like that. But then, at the same time, if the film that Miyazaki made and and when he was doing the series, the series, the first run of the Lupin series, um, it, it would have probably not turned into the thing it had if Miyazaki hadn't made this film and, and sort of like toned Lupin down a little bit and brought more of his sort of positive characteristics to life. And then I just think that like you kind of have to take him as a whole and no matter what, like I, their darker series, the woman called Fujiko Man is real dark and it's, it's you know, very visceral and serious adult themes. And I love that version, but I also love series two and series three, which are just like over the top ridiculous where like aliens are coming in and, and we're we're doing stuff that gets weirdly supernatural for some reason. And it doesn't make sense. It's more like a Scooby-Doo episode and, and it's just crazy. Or like the new film that you also mentioned with the 3D animated version, which was sort of um, sort of a revisit of like 50 years of all these history and like pull out these things. And so 
I love, like, all Lupin, really. Like, I will take him in almost any form. I don't think even the bad films, there's stuff to love in it. And, I mean, even just listening to the music, Yuji Ono and the Lupnik Five, those dudes, like, I could just sit and listen to that for days on end. Um, the, the music is so amazing. That's my my deep nerd. I get embarrassed because I'm just like, oh, it's the best thing ever. How do you not like it? Like, it's great. Deep nerd belongs on this show. Yeah. This is if you're gonna bring it, bring it here. Yeah. <laughs> Your involvement in you know, Lupin stuff sort of extends beyond just watching the movies, right? Yeah, I, I hang out. I have all I have all the original manga stuff. I have like a lot of the collectors' figures. Um, I hang out on some of the forums. I run the subreddit on if you go on Reddit. There's a couple of discords I lurk in as well. I don't try to be like I'm the one that knows everything about Lupin. I just think everybody can find something to love about Lupin, and being someone that helps contribute to that conversation and there are a lot of great websites out there, Lupin Central and stuff, that have way more detailed information. You know, if you want, like, Star Trek-level nerdery of where you're dissecting every single thing, there's other folks out there that can do it. But I will advocate everyone should watch Lupin. It's the most wonderful thing. And I haven't seen any of the new Lupin show. What's your thoughts on that? These, well, there's... The new series has just moved to a different platform. It's highdive.com. They've got the first... Two, I think they they need to get series three, and then the 2021 series, which is his jacket changes. So you can say red jacket, green jacket, blue jacket, or teal jacket, or whatever, pink jacket. So the the newer was like a, a revisit of the green jacket, which is like the first incantation, and it's a little bit more serious. We brought Sherlock Holmes in. We got some other crazy stuff. In Does there. he have to be Herlock Holmes in this one? No, he's Sherlock Holmes, but he's like modern day Sherlock Holmes. We like dispose of the artifice of like the 1800s or, or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle which is uh, the great contradiction there's a whole film OVA I believe about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in the Lupin universe canon already so how can the Sherlock Holmes character be a character in this world and then this other stuff but um, yeah I mean I think Tokyo Crisis is a good one that that uh, Lupin the third the first was the most recent 3D animated film that movie so crazy. I can't the, the title of that movie I just can't can't deal with the third, the first, the first. Lubin the third, the first. It's like fifth, third bank. Like yeah. I, I can't, yes. I can't get around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everybody should give it a shot. It's um, quite an interesting anime. There's things I think people think of when they think of anime. Maybe they think of Dragon Ball Z. Maybe you think of Naruto. Maybe you think of like Macross and stuff. And it's this is one that just I got attracted to when I was in high school, and it just had that heist thing. I think that really was what drew me in, was like the archetype of a heist and a criminal, and he's smarter, and there's these conspiracies, and you can take, like, history, you can take these artifacts that have some of the legend behind them, and then build a whole, like, plot around them, and then these characters that are so familiar, and, and don't really change too much, but, like, are, you know, mix and match. That's the thing about a character that's been around for 50 years. You, you can't stray too far from the norm, or the fan base gets a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up for me then. As someone who is completely ignorant to most of these things, and I'm picking it all up from you and I picked it up from yeah. Mary as well. For the Lupin universe and everything that it encompasses, all the jackets yeah. or whatever, what are the three things I need to remember, if nothing else, to really understand and enjoy Lupin? 
Lupin, the loyalty between his crew, like his best man Jigen and Goemon and Fujiko, even though Fujiko is going to, Fujiko going to Fujiko, she's going to always betray and do what she does. And even Zenigata, that is always like the core, those characters, they live and breathe. I don't really even know how to articulate it. It's really, they just work on some sort of mathematical, like atomic level, and it plays out infinitely interesting in whatever situation you throw them into. That's sort of the loyalty and the friendship and there's betrayals and secrets and all kinds of things. And then it just always comes back to where it was. I don't know. I get I get embarrassed about the things that I like. I don't know. But I do like Lupin. Yeah, so that and, um, yeah, and the music is, the number two thing is the music is the best music. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't be listening to um, Yuji Ono. He's amazing. It doesn't matter what genre of music you like, there's some sort of Lupin track for you because he does all of them, so it works well. And the third one, um, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe you don't need a third one. I want to, like, advocate for Zenigata because... Okay, <laughs> Advocate. Advocate for Zenigata. Live action Zenigata. Maybe Ken Watanabe could play Zenigata. Oh, please. That would be the best thing in the world. I don't know. If I just put that out in the universe. Zenigata is an amazing character, and he's always the butt of the jokes in the show. But it's just nice to have such a wholesome character. And especially when you think about, like, the reality of this, this is what you want a policeman to be. Like, you want him to be this. And this is the ideal to me of, like, somebody that's not unbending in the rules. It's always kind of doing the right thing. And it's that idea of the eternal Japanese rival that, like, is so personified with Lupin and Zenigata. And I just love all of them. So. so what you're saying is I should watch more Lupin movies. Yeah. Nobody could go wrong by watching more Lupin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this season two episode of The Pickup Shot from Subgenre. To ensure that you continue to receive our full-length episodes and more pickup shots, join our fans, The Good World, by subscribing to Subgenre on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere else you choose to listen. Learn more about the show at our website, subgenrepodcast.com. And give us a shout out on Twitter or Instagram at subgenrepod. I'm Josh Dassel, and I'll see you on the next set. Kabunki. Oh.